In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text is our Old Testament reading from Zechariah chapter 9. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. Amen. Today we celebrate the opposite of Joseph being thrown into a hole by his brothers, the king of the whole universe, the king of Israel, comes riding into Jerusalem. Israel has been waiting for this moment. They have longed to have their king. They had demanded a king over them. The prophet Samuel protested, but they insisted. And God granted their request, giving them King Saul, who started out decently enough, but turned away from God's word. Then God anointed David to be king in Saul's place. And for the most part, David ruled well and was faithful to God's word. But David was not perfect. He failed in several ways. The story of the kings that followed oscillated between faithful, imperfect kings and unfaithful idolaters. Meanwhile, their one and only true king, the Lord God, was planning and working to come among them in the flesh. Around 500 years beforehand, Zechariah echoed this promise of God to come in the flesh. He added the specific promise that God would ride a donkey in righteousness, victory, and humbleness. Now, this picture of their king is certainly an odd one because generally kings rode horses, mighty steeds who could carry them quickly and into battle if necessary. Because of their strength, horses also indicated power and to that end, prestige. Still today, when we talk about mechanical engine power, we use the term horsepower because we measure its power against that of a horse. And yet it is donkeys, not horses, that are known as beasts of burden. Donkeys are considered stronger than horses but in war, raw strength isn't enough. Speed is an important factor, among other things. But these are not important factors for Jesus. He has come to bear our burdens, to carry our sins. So how appropriate that he rides into fight our battle and war, not with a horse, but with a beast of burden. He's going to fight in battle by carrying your sins, all your sins, and all my sins. His strength and glory will not be in swiftness or the power of outmaneuvering his opponent. His strength will be in taking all the hits his opponent gives, in carrying all the evil of mankind, in bearing the price and beating for every sin of man. Zechariah notes the great effect of Jesus coming to carry our burdens in humility, which includes him riding on a donkey. He will end wars, destroy the weapons of it, and bring peace to mankind. Jesus is going to end the conflict between God and man. He is going to end the enmity into which the devil enticed us. The enmity we began and enacted. The king will bring it to an end. This enmity 
was like the enmity between Joseph and his brothers. Joseph was the favored son of Jacob, whom God renamed Israel. His father had given him that nice robe of many colors. His brothers took him and threw him into a cistern, a pit, which was dug to collect water. In this case, it was dry. It was waterless, and he was trapped in that pit. And when his brothers got him out, they sold him into slavery. In sin, we became like Joseph and his brothers, at odds with God. We became separated and stuck in a waterless pit. Not that God put us there, but we put ourselves there. We got ourselves stuck, prisoners to sin without hope. But our king has given us hope. He has ridden into our trouble to rescue us. He has come to deliver us from this dry cistern. He has come to raise us up out of the pit and to restore us to himself. This our Lord does on the cross. He lifts us out of our sins. He lifts you out of your sins. Out of those things which separate you from him. No longer do these things keep you from Christ. No longer do they separate you from our Lord. Your sins, whatever they might be, those things of which you are ashamed, which make you hate yourself or others, and the guilt you carry over your thoughts and actions, all of this is carried by our Lord. He bears the burden of your forsaking Him. He bears the burden of your unfaithfulness. He bears the burden of your loveless words and actions. He bears the burden of your fears to shine his light. But not only does he bear the burden of our sin, he bears the burden of those sins against us. He he carries the heavy load of the consequences of sin, the burden of the fall of man and all the harm and pain it has caused us and the whole world. He bears the burden of death for us. Christ carries the heavy load of your sin and mine, the sins of all mankind throughout time. He carries it to the cross. He acts as our true king. He bears the burdens of his people. He carries them to the cross. There he sheds his blood just as he promised in his supper. There he pours out his lifeblood for you. There he gives of himself in order to restore you. He establishes his rule and kingdom there. He sets the foundation of grace and forgiveness. He makes them true and real by his sacrifice, by his carrying of our heavy load. And because of his blood shed, his promise to you, you are set free. He made a covenant and promise to you. You are released from life in the pit. He frees you and gives you his water. You drink in his grace in that baptismal flood. That water that is welling up in you to eternal life. You have received double. God has returned to you in greater measure than what was taken or lost because of sin. You are forgiven. 
Your sins are washed away. You are restored as God's child, once again made to be his people. The same blessing he worked for you in those blessed baptismal waters, he continues to work. You are his. He made a covenant with you by his blood, a promise in those waters that he will take care of you, protect you, and deliver you. Today, he calls to you to return to him. Turn away from sin and its path. Turn away from your works and your attempts at righteousness and trust in him and his salvation. Trust that he has done it all. He is your stronghold. Oh, you who have been prisoners, you are free. You have true hope now. Live in that hope, for the Lord has truly brought you out of sin and death to live true life with him. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.